Hi, and welcome to Women of Substance. Today I have a special treat for you, a good friend of mine, been a friend for years, Tracy Silar. She's going to share some really extraordinary miracles and uh, some leadings that she had that protected her and her family. Um, you're going to like this. It's really interesting how God will intervene and save us and help us and uh, protect, like I said, our families and, um, you know, our friends. So she's going to talk about some of these things. She's been saved since she was five years old, working and walking with the Lord for 51 years and been faithful to the, the churches that she's attended over the years. Um, Pastor David actually um, had Tracy in his church years ago, and uh, she she worked in his children's ministry. And so um, there's been a long time relationship there with David and Cherie. And then now that um, David and I are married and Cherie went on to be with the Lord, um, it's been really nice getting to know Tracy and her husband, Bob. So I think you're in for um, some really inspiring teaching and testimonies from her life. So uh, I just pray that your ears are anointed to hear today. God bless. Well, I want to welcome you today to Women of Substance, and today I have a very special friend here with me, and this is Tracy Silar. We've been friends for years now, and uh, she came down to visit. She and her husband had their ninth wedding anniversary yesterday. Yes. So uh, we got we got to celebrate with them, and it was such a joy, and we've had so much fun. But anyway, um, I asked her to be on this podcast a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we just said, I don't know, we got busy and now we're together. So I thought we could do it today, but we're glad to have you. Thank you. Appreciate I, you doing that. I'm very honored <laughs> and nervous. <laughs> no need to be nervous, no, but I do know how honored. you feel. I feel it every time it went go on. It's just something else. Oh God, it's just good. Well, he is good, isn't he? Yes. And so I was thinking about this scripture this morning as I was praying a little bit about this because Tracy has so many interesting, really fascinating testimonies about how God has helped her and, and guided her and protected her. Yes. And, and, and it wasn't just as an adult. I mean, she was a little child, so I'm, I don't want to tell her story. I want her to tell it. But let me read the scripture. Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. It says, and they overcame him, talking about the accuser, the devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Um, and I wanted her to share some of these things because I think sometimes we forget how how God is a protector and how he can save us sometimes when we don't even realize that the circumstances are um, adverse or, you know, things are going on that that we're not aware of. And I know some of these things happen to you where God just ministered to you and helped you. So, um, yeah, just jump in here and let and talk about some of these things. Well, I mean, it started when I was. Well, I have to go back to when I got saved because I can't, I just can't start in the middle. Good. I mean, it's, it's progressive. So yeah. I have to, uh, I was, when I was about five years old, 
four or five, I, I was in a very dysfunctional home. And I used to have, a, even as a child, I would have a <clears throat> uh, an empty um, feeling of something's missing. And uh, it was not the greatest home situation. Uh, my parents had divorced when I was young. I had a stepfather and uh, I used to hide in the bathroom and just cry and hold my stomach because there was an empty, even as a, even as a child, I knew there was something missing. I didn't understand what it was. I didn't know. And I would just rock and hold my stomach and say, please make it go away. And I didn't even know who I was talking to. I didn't know. And really it, it was God, you know, it was the mm-hmm. whole, it was Jesus, but I didn't know that. Yeah. And because I was so hungry at that time, I'm so thankful that as a child, he saw me in the bathroom. He saw me hiding there between the toilet and the sink crying as a five-year-old. You know, children are so sensitive. Mm-hmm. They have so much going on in them that sometimes as parents, we think maybe they are, they may not know how to tell us or explain it to us, but they mm-hmm. have a, I think they're very sensitive. So as things progressed, the, the Lord had thing, uh, my grandmother bring some materials to the house and Bible stories and and then somebody invited my family to church. We didn't go to church and I got saved and I was so thankful and so excited. And I remember the day I got saved at church. I was like, that's him. That's who I've been hearing about in these Bible stories. This is him. I mean, I was just a little kid and uh, I was so excited when they said, can you get saved? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And they had all the children come down and pray at, at, up at the front of the church. And I was so excited. I, I just couldn't hardly do it fast enough. And, and we prayed the prayer of faith and I'm just, and I looked down and I, there were other children there and they were crying. They were really having an experience, but they were just sobbing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why are they crying? Aren't they supposed to be happy? I mean, this is so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Why are they crying? But that was the beginning of when I began to hear the Holy Spirit in my life. There was an, uh, not long after that, uh, my family had a convertible car and we were on the freeway and uh, my mother was driving and my stepsister was in the middle and I was sitting on the by the door in the front seat. And then this is before seatbelts. My brother was asleep on the back seat mm-hmm. and there was a on this car, on the glove compartment, there was like a, a handle like a, that came out of the, you know how the glove compartments usually open like this. Well, this had like a, a handle. And I kept hearing this voice inside or this thought. I don't want to say it was a voice, but this thought kept coming to mm-hmm. me like, you know, that is there so that if you grab hold of it, you won't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, well, I don't know why I would have this thought, you know, this thought came and and it said and, and then I heard it again that is there so you can hold on to it and not get hurt and then the thought came again a little stronger hold on to it so you don't get hurt yeah. and so I thought okay and I grabbed the the handle and as I grabbed the handle all of a sudden there was a 10 car pileup it was just boom 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 mm. as soon as I grabbed it and I was just holding on to it I I didn't get hurt. I'm just like amazed because my mother, my sister, they're they're in the windshield and bleeding and hurt. My brother has flown up against mm. the the back and I'm just and people are hurt in cars behind us and in front and we're in a convertible with no seat belts. So I I'm just sitting here like holding on and I'm like oh wow, how, you know. And so and I, you were young. 
I was very, I was about five years old. Yeah. And so that was, and you know, Tracy, I want to emphasize that because I think sometimes we have discounted (laughs) children at at a young age, knowing God, or like you said, getting saved. Well, you know, I've heard people say, well, they're so young, they wouldn't understand what they're doing or they wouldn't know how to get saved at their age. But you know, like you said, you can be so spiritually astute at a very young age and really learn, like you did, the voice of the Holy Spirit and at that age, uh, there's protection because you heard from you heard from God. You might not have even known what was happening, but looking back, you know it was the Holy Spirit protecting. Yes. So um, you know when when children um, ask you about the Lord, or I mean, I know my little grandson. He was sitting in the back seat. We were going to get pizza. It was a really spiritual event. <laughs> and he said, he calls me Nene. He said, Nene, I want to get saved. <laughs> and he's like four. Yeah. And I said, Aww. really? And so he said, yes. So I said, well, let's pray the prayer of salvation. You know? And he was delighted. And, um, and so don't discount, don't discount those right. times, no. right? Because no. you had such amazing experiences with the Lord at a very, very young age. And, yeah. and I tried to explain it, but nobody, you know, as a child, you don't know how to explain what this feeling is that right. you have. And I kept saying, my stomach, it just hurts. My stomach hurts. That's the only way I knew to describe it. And she would take me to the doctor all the time. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, there's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her. But I didn't know how else to express that there was something wrong. There was a and void. And that's what it was. Yeah, a void. And I was so happy when I got <laughs> saved. It is wonderful wonderful. to get saved. It It is. It is. And I just progressed from there, um, getting to know the Lord because he became, Jesus became my best friend. I mean, I would rather be in my room with talking to Jesus than like, he was like, you know, how some kids have an imaginary friend. I had Jesus and he was my best friend. And I talked to him about everything and he, the fact that somebody loved me and wanted me and liked me was the most wonderful thing in the world to me. And I just hungered for that. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I was older that I realized um, I heard Kenneth Copeland teaching about, you know, you're supposed to the correct way to pray. Well, I didn't know I had things happen. Jesus always did things for me, took care of me and all the time. He protected me. And that's what I wanted. I, I thought he was like a superhero and he would take care of me and protect me. And, and so I, um, when I was about, I guess, 13 and got baptized in the Holy ghost, uh, I was listening to Kenneth Copeland and he said, you know, you should, you really should be praying to the father God in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, the father guy. I don't know him. (laughs) He's like way up there. Me and Jesus are good. But, uh, so, but I wanted, I had a heart to really do things correctly. And so I prayed and I was like, um, uh, God, I didn't know. I was just like, didn't even know how to talk to him. And I said, I have heard that I need to be talking to you in Jesus name. And I want to do things right. But I do not even know what that means for you to be my father. They keep saying you're my father. I don't have a father. I've never had a father relationship. And the ones that have been in my life were not good. And I said, you, you know, show, I will try to to talk to you and Mm -hmm. pray to you in Jesus name that I need you to teach me what that means for you to be my father. Yeah. And do you know, 
my life changed from that point. Mm-hmm. It it became so much more, I don't know, exciting, richer, uh, a contentment, and all this hunger and desire I had for a father. Because, you know, as children, you desire, you, we all want to have that father and feel protected and mm-hmm. loved and cherished. You know, you want your dad to think you're the most beautiful little girl in the whole world. And so I always had a hunger for that, but immediately it left. I never just had that desire and feeling unloved, insecure, uh, unwanted ever again. And he just became so real to me as my father. Well, and that's what the the Bible says. He'll be a father to the fatherless. And I love that scripture because there are times, well, even Timothy in the Bible, you know, it talks about his grandmother's faith, his mother's faith, but it never mentions a grandfather or a father. I don't know where they were or if they were involved, but I'm telling you, you, if you are a single mom or or your grandmother without the grandfather's not around, um, God can work through you. And, and, you know, because of your wholeness with God right. and, and your acknowledgement of him as your father, he can work through you to be a blessing to your children and your grandchildren. And you don't have to, you know, I've heard people say, because I've been through two divorces. I've heard people say, well, you know, that my children wouldn't be what they need to be because their father, you know, wasn't around or whatever. And I'm yeah. thinking that is not, that's a lie. You know, God yes. can be everything that you need him to be. And that's what I hear in your testimony again and again, is yes. that he was so real to you. He is still, yes. but as even growing I up as a child, as a teenager, he was so real to you that it, it made you whole, didn't it? It did. It did. And, and it's not that challenges didn't come because, you know, as you grow up, there's always challenges. And then the, the enemy tries to come and say, nobody likes you. Nobody wants you. Nobody loves you. Why don't you just kill yourself? You know, you should oh, just yeah. kill yourself. But I rec- I knew, wait a minute, God loves me. And he's, yeah. that's where my identity became in him instead of the other circumstances. And I was like, oh, no, that's not, that's not God. That's, and I knew not to follow that and to think about that or right. dwell on that. And so thank God he taught me that before I had these, because everybody has the enemy come trying to tell them things that are not true, that could lead you down a your whole life could be different. Oh yeah. And I'm so thankful. I, I just am so thankful. I yeah. can't imagine my life without, if God had not stepped and intervened in it. I know. Me um, neither. That's for sure. And as I grew and got to, began to listen to the Holy spirit, you know, it was interesting as I was young. Am I talking to you? No, that's what you're here for. <laughs> oh, okay. As I was trying to um, learn how to hear that, the voice of the Holy Spirit, because it's so important. I think if you don't have that relationship, mm-hmm. that intimate relationship, which we recognize, and it's a two-way yeah. situation oh, and yeah. not just you talking to somebody afar off and hoping and wishing they hear you might do something. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. Yeah. And thank, I'm thankful that I was able to understand that and develop a relationship. And I remember I had a relative that she was learning the things of God and she had one of her friends would come over and tell her uh, about God. And that's how I first heard about Kenneth Copeland even was this lady I would hide as a kid and hide just to listen to what I was so hungry and I would hide under tables and behind doors so that I could hear them 
talking. Mm-hmm. And I heard one time they said, oh, I go and lay before the Lord. And I'm like, lay before the Lord? What is that? <laughs> and so I thought, I'm going to try that. So every day I would get my Bible and I'd read my chapter. And then I'd just go get lay down flat on my bed. I'd just lay down flat. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm you know, going to lay before you now. I don't really know <laughs> what that means. And I, every time I'd fall asleep until one day, I mean, I just kept trying, you know, talking to the Lord, trying to do it because my heart was I wanted to know him and, and hear from him more. And all of a sudden, one day I would hear in myself, it sounded like me, but the things I just read, all of a sudden I'm pondering and I'm hearing thoughts like, you know, that's similar to this. Or you remember that cartoon that you watched with the Roadrunner and the Wiley e. Coyote and how he did this and then he did this? That's similar to the scripture. And, you know, God meets you where you are. If you're if you need to be taught, he, you don't have to be a, a scholar or That's a true. genius. I mean, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be simple so that the children can understand Absolutely. and we can be as children and understand. So he meets yeah. us where we are. And it just, I began to recognize that and it just developed from there to the point that it saved my life so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to tell? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sure. I just don't want to talk too much on, on no, your no, podcast. No, it's, I want you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell this story because God saved my life. Just knowing and, and learning how, you know, you, you don't get to know somebody by not spending time with them. You have to spend time That's with people true. to get to know them. Yeah. And so I, um, which one should I tell first? I'm trying to think which one happened first. I, um, had, The tree should I tell the light. The that's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to tell about the tree. My daughter was in kindergarten. She went to a little Catholic school, and it was beautiful. And they had a beautiful uh, oak tree lawn, and they were having an event on this lawn. It was pecans and oaks and just huge trees, very established, and older trees, mature. And uh, they were having the children were having like an activity day. So all the parents were invited for the day. We took our blankets and chairs and they had refreshments. So we set ours up. It was very hot. So under this, this huge shade tree. And I, you know, when I had a baby and then I had my six year old and that's a lot of stuff. I had the, the diaper bag, oh, yeah. the stroller, <laughs> the, the blanket, the chairs, and then a husband, which is always work, you know. So I had <laughs> all three of these people I'm trying to it's get equipment intense when you right. have all that going on. So I get everybody situated and I sit down in the chair and I hear this on the inside, get up and move to the other side of the tree. And I'm like, well, and I look over at the other side of the tree and it's in the sun and it's a hundred degrees outside. So I'm like, and I, and I wait a second and then it was more stern, get up and move to the other side of the tree. So I look at my husband, I'm like, we've got to move to the other side of the tree. And of course he's like, well, that's, that's in the sun. And why do we not want to get out of the shade? And I'm like, we have to move to the other side of the tree. So we get the blanket, we get the kids, we get all the stuff, we, we get it all situated. And I sit down again. And as soon as I sit down and here we're in the sun, we start hearing this noise and I can't even tell you, describe the sound of this. It was like under the ground, groaning, kind of weird, creepy, squeaky, surreal. And it was almost hard to tell where it was coming from. And we're looking around and we look at each other and we're like, what is that? What is that noise? And all of a sudden the tree we were sitting on flipped over and fell right 
it was like if you wrap I couldn't wrap my arms around the tree. It was so big. Mm. Fell over right where we had been sitting. And all you could see was the um underside of the root system. Mm. We're sitting here and it's we're looking at it like right here. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness. But it, it didn't, you know, uh, you would think that something like that when it happened, you're jumping up trying to tell everybody, but it was so commonplace almost in my life that God did things like this. And it was easy. It was like, it was so easy. Yeah. And it just came from a relationship and not, I mean, there's, I studied and I spent time with the Lord and I prayed, but these things you don't, sometimes you don't have time to run and fast and pray. If you don't have it, well, if that's you don't right. know how to hear this voice, yeah. you don't always have time and say, Oh, I need to go pray about this before it happens. You just need, it needs to be where it's easy. Yeah. It happens and flows. Well, you know, it, it could have killed all of y'all. It could have killed us Probably and other people have. because the limbs, you know, there yeah. were, it was a miracle. No one was, was killed. Right. But it's the still small voice. Yes. But, you know, even if like um, if your mom called you today, she said, hey, Tracy, she wouldn't have to say this is your mother, <laughs> you know, because you right. know her, you know, her voice. And she wouldn't even have to yell, hey, Tracy, you know, she could just whisper and you would know it. And and that's that's a relationship that you've developed with the Lord. And yes. that's a beautiful thing. So tell about the other. This is a really <laughs> wild, I think. Well, there was another, there's been several, but if I try to tell all of them, we'll be here all day. <laughs> but this one, my husband worked a night shift and I had my first daughter and she was about four or five years old. And I used to, when my husband would go to work, I would get the kitchen clean from dinner, get my daughter in bed. And that was my time. And I would, I had a candle that, you know, I'd light a candle, get in the recliner, either read the word or read a book or just enjoy the quiet. Yeah. And so this particular night I did all of those things and, and I got the candle and I had this brand new book of matches. And so I, I would try to strike the match and light the candle. And I'm like, this is a brand new, none of them would work. They wouldn't even spark. I couldn't get them to spark to even try to light a candle. And I'm like, this, they sold me a dud awesome <laughs> matches because they're not working at all. I went through about six of them, no spark, nothing. I'm like, they must've gotten wet or something. And so I go sit in the recliner and there was just this, agitation almost in the spirit uh, in my spirit like it was, I couldn't get comfortable and it was almost as if somebody was like this po poking their finger on me trying to get my attention you yeah. know in this in in the spirit you know and, and I was like and finally I was like okay Lord what what is it and I hear in my spirit go check the stove so I get up I go check the stove well yes the gas is on mm. and has been on for a while and so I, I went outside the door just to get some fresh air and come back in and see if I noticed because I, it was so subtle. I, I did, I couldn't smell it. And so I, um, I, um, went back inside and ran and got my daughter out of bed, took her outside, went in, opened all the windows, turned the gas off. And we just prayed and walked around the block. And this is probably 11 o'clock at night. And we stayed outside for a few hours until things could air out. Yeah. And I felt, a release to go inside. Well, the next morning I'm trying to tell this to my, my husband and I'm like, and then I thought, you know, 
that was the Lord. You know, I knew it was the Lord, but I thought I remembered the candle and I thought, I'm just going to go try that book of matches. I get them. The first one that I tried to strike to light that candle lit. So, I mean, I'm like, Lord, you are so good. You just, cause we would have been blown to kingdom come Oh yeah, with just a spark. So, yeah, I mean, just little things. God will save you and protect you and be every, I think he's everything to us that we expect him to be and want and need him to be. And he's not limited to our brain and what we think he's supposed to be in a compartment just over here. Right. And I think he desires to be. Oh, yeah. All of those things to us. I do, too. You know, in in the beginning in Genesis, um, he would come down and walk with Adam in the cool of the day. That's pretty smart instead of the heat of the day. But, you know, God would come down in fellowship. He wants fellowship. He yes. wants companionship with you. And I believe that <clears throat> is a joy to his heart mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to be, to have that intimate relationship. And so, uh, yeah, praise God for divine protection. Isn't it amazing what God can do? One of my favorite Help scriptures you. is the one where he said that the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth, mm-hmm. looking for someone to show himself strong for. And as the, as when I was young, I was like, I need, I need somebody to be strong for me, yeah, you know, and want to do that. And I desire, and he did every time, every time. Praise God. And um, there were just so many, so many things that happened. And I tried to teach my children that, and I know that that happened for my oldest daughter several times. She was had she would just stop and pray and and, and supernatural deliverance and situations would come so it's not as complicated as we try to make it no and tracy's not an ordained minister or or uh, you know because sometimes people say well if you were if you were a preacher then god would be that way for you Mm -hmm. or you know i'm saying if you were a bible ministry pastor evangelist or something but you know by trade you're a nurse Yes. And, you know, she is just a woman who has been a fabulous wife and mother and now, you know, working on grandchildren in the future a little bit, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Yes. <laughs> There's such a delight. You have to have some. <laughs> I like but, um, you know, I think that uh, in any any person's life that seeks God, the Bible says, Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Yes. And He's done that. So when you were 30, 34, 35, you were single, found yourself single again. And I want you to encourage the single women who might want to find a fabulous husband like you have and like I have. <laughs> because we have such good husbands, we do. don't we? I'm so blessed. Oh, we thank God for our husbands. Yes. Um, I I did find myself single. Um with two children and uh, it's a difficult time. I mean, you, yeah. you everything changes and your expectation things mm-hmm. that aren't the way you thought they were going to be. And, yeah, but I just finally, it took 12 years. I was single 12 years and I really truly believe that it may not have been that long if I had done things a little differently with the Lord, because I tried to do it myself. I tried to, fix it myself. I tried to find some, the person myself until I came to a point, I said, okay, Lord, I give up, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. I can't do this. And, uh, I need you to bring, you said that, you know, I know there's gotta be somebody in the entire world. Cause you know, <laughs> I did try that one time. I did try that dating thing. You know, yeah. I don't, when it first came out that right. online 
you know, and you put in and you put all the stuff about you. Well, I'm putting, well, I'm a Christian and I don't do this and I like, I don't do that. And I like to go to church and I da da da. Zero, zero. <laughs> they could not find one match for me. And I'm like, so, you know, I expanded the area a little bit, you know, to the whole state. Zero. <laughs> the whole United States. Zero. <laughs> The whole world. And I'm like, what? this is not right. I know you got somebody. <laughs> and I can't, I can't afford to go flying all over the world looking for them. So you're just going to have to bring them to me. But it came to the point, I said, what is, what can I do as an act of faith for me? You know, because there needs to be something that you're saying, okay, I'm going to do this. And because I'm doing this, I believe that I'm going to have a result. You know, right. I don't know you're how to so say what I'm trying to or- say. But I, you know, David calls it the command of faith. He said, when you do something that God puts in your heart to do, whatever, however small, like Moses had that rod and God right. said, stretch it out over the water. What would a rod, what would that have to do with splitting the Red Sea? But it did, it did. just because of that obedience and the command of faith. Well, I'll tell you what he told me. It was so simple. I'm like, how do you, what is an act of faith for a husband? I mean, what right. would you do? Right. And he's, you know what he led me to do? just start dressing a little more femininely because oh. I had got to where I just didn't take a lot of time, just jeans and, you know, not that jeans are bad. I wear jeans, but for church, maybe wear a dress and get back into fixing my hair and wearing a dress. And he told me, change the part in my hair. That was, that's all I did. I started wearing some dresses <laughs> to church and I said, well, Lord, all I can do, I can change the part in my hair instead of combing it this way. I'm going to comb it that way. Just to know that when I do that, I'm believing God to do this. And Isn't that interesting? It was just a small thing. Yeah. But it worked mm-hmm. because I just kept, it took the focus off me trying to do something, but put my expectation on God. Yeah. And he is faithful and wonderful. And he just did much better than I could have done in the whole 12 years that I was I'm like, why didn't I know this sooner? Why didn't I try this? <laughs> you know, it came down to actually trusting God. You mean God can help me? I knew that. I don't know why. It took so long. And I'm like, wow. Well, so, so, many, so many times we do, try to do things in our own effort. Yeah. Know? And I think it, that's a very human thing to do. Yes. But um, thank God we'll come to our senses because I've done the same thing with things. But then when you say, well, Lord, okay. <laughs> I'm going to let you do this, but it is interesting that you just did those, that simple thing that God put in your heart to do, because sometimes we miss that because it is so simple. Um, Some act of faith that might, you might think that has nothing to do with anything, right? but it is the seed. It's the seed of faith that we sow. So if God's telling you to do something, just, and he doesn't ever tell us, uh, to do things that we can't do. Right. You could part your hair differently. That you was you it. could I put on a dress. And every you time know. I fix my hair in the mirror, I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm going to do this. Thank you for my husband. husband. And that was it. That was just yeah. my little, my little thing. Yeah. And, and, and he, he's, he's so easy. He doesn't, I just don't believe God's trying to make this hard. I think he wants it to be easy because he wants to do these things. Well, for sure. Us. Yeah. It's simple. And then Bob came along, her husband. That's yes. They celebrated, like I said, nine years yesterday <sighs> of wonderful marriage. Yes. And, you know, Bob loves God. 
he just doesn't he? Yeah. He he is always talking about the word and have his devotional time, you know, personally with God. Right. It's a beautiful thing and tremendous businessman and you know, just a delight in your life. And David and I really love Bob too. It's just Well when I prayed, I asked the Lord because there's this you know, a lot of people, well, you, you need to be specific. You know, how tall do you want him? Six foot two or blonde hair and blue eyes or, you know, uh, I'm like, I don't care at this point. <laughs> you know, a man that would like to marry me and like me would be great. And uh, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if he'll love you and love me and love my kids, that's what I want. And I don't care if he's bald or <laughs> what color his hair is. So, um, <laughs> And that's what I got. Exactly. That. And he's and not bald. No, he has a head full of hair and he is not gray. He doesn't have to go color his hair. So he's, he's blessed. <laughs> it's not fair. Well, um, Tracy told me that she is writing a book. I'm not going to say the title, but she's writing a book about these experiences in her life. So we're excited about that. And when it comes to be published, we will have her back on and tell you about it, and then you can order it. Yes, I will finish be, this book. I think it'll be great, a, a great read, as they say. And, Interesting, uh, my adventures. You know, it's yeah, it's always been an adventure. It's always exciting, and God always is always comes through. I mean, I'm like, He never fails us yeah. if He just is, loves us and. I used to tell everybody, why do you think he does? I said, I don't know, because I love him and he loves me. And that's the easiest answer I have is I love him and he loves me and I can yeah. trust him. It's easy to trust someone that you believe loves you. And I think true. it's not so much knowing that we love him, but believing that he loves us. Yeah, that's where it is. Yeah. Yep, that's where it is. Praise God. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being. Well, thanks for letting me today. ramble and talk and tell my <laughs> stories. Hopefully, did it better in the book. <laughs> so. Well, I think you've helped and inspired women today, and so praise God. Well, thank you. Thank you want to pray for women before we go? <sighs> sure, I, I okay. want to pray. Um, Father God, I just come before you oh, in Jesus. Jesus' name. You're so good and. S- just so wonderful and you desire to know us and be with us and have us uh commune with you um in in such a a more intimate way and father i just pray that the eyes of the understanding of these women would be enlightened that they would understand how much you love them and how special they are to you and how you hunger for their communion and their uh relationship to, to be easy and deep and intimate with you and yes. intimacy with you that, that, and that would fulfill every, every heart desire that they have, Lord. Um, you are so good. I, and it's so easy. And Lord, I just ask that you would reveal to them how much you want to be with them and yeah. how you love and accept them and just the way that they are. And that this is not complicated, Lord. You desire it more than we do. And I just thank you for that. I thank you for just a supernatural manifestation of your presence for them. And just a wooing and a calling and and an ease, Father. Yes. And a love just to surround them with the peace 
and love of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you, Tracy. Thank you. God bless you. Love you. I love you, too. <laughs> well, remember, next time um, we'll have uh, another uh, wonderful woman. And also, um, I've been doing some teaching on some of the podcasts. So if you've missed, missed those, go back and, and watch it again. I believe you'll be blessed by um, the teachings as well. The last one I did um, was about Rahab the harlot. Oh. And it was really interesting when I dug down into some of the things there um, about her. And then she's mentioned three times in the New Testament as Rahab the harlot in the legacy, you know, of the wow. uh, uh, genealogy. And I love that she was put in the lineage, you know, of, of our Savior. So anyway, listen to that one. That one's interesting, too. And I think it'll encourage you. But God bless you. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter. And we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles. And then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.